Look at all of those co-marketing deals. Hi, everybody. It's the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, I do that. Hi, it's the Media Boat Podcast. I know this. This is July the 24th, 25th. Hi, dudes. July 25th, 2018. This is episode 126, I believe. No. Yes. Was last week 126? No, we're in like the 30s. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. No, I counted. Yeah, it is. It was 126 last week. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, we're in the 30s, dude. We're like 132, I think. No, we're not in the 130s yet. Yeah, remember because last week we... I know, we went live last week. Yeah, because, um, yeah, we're in like the 130s. Double-checking this before... Before, before we go make it official, you were correct. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I my brain was. I don't know where you were. You lost uh, like a month there with that with that prediction. This is episode one hundred and thirty three. Oh, there we uh, go. And uh, yes, July twenty fifth, twenty eighteen is still correct though. Uh, oh yeah, that is the correct date. In case you're wondering where the Media Boat Podcast is, the Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, my name is Matt, and his name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. That's it true. was Comic-Con this past weekend, so we got a lot of news to get to. It was, so we'll roll right into it. First up is your box office, because it's movies. And we always we start, start movies with the box office. So, last weekend saw a face-off between two very different movies vying for number one here. You had your family-friendly film... Yes. Equalizer 2. <laughs> sure. Going up against Meryl Streep cameo in Mamma Mia. Your adult two only. In a sequel off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sequel off, and the two, one number at uh, the top here, number one and number two, only, the only difference between the two is a measly $1 million. Your number one movie just by. I think an it was like 1.1 1. 1 total, yeah. but yeah. A million dollars, basically. Is The Equalizer 2, with a $36 million debut. Coming in right behind it, number two, though, Mamma Mia 2, with, uh, here we go again, uh, with $35 million. So, neck and neck right there. Yep, uh, I think that'd make you the winner of last week. I think you said Equalizer 2. Uh, yeah. Because that was on me, I know that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We should write these down. We should write these down. We should write these uh, down. Number three, coming in right behind those two, Hotel Transylvania 3 with another $23 another, million. That's dollars. another sequel. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yet another sequel. Yet another sequel. Uh, it, with another $16 million add to its total. And lastly, rounding up the sequels, another sequel, Incredibles 2. Hey, it's another the sequel. Stays top five with another $11 million. <laughs> By the way... Rebels 2 up to $557 million domestic. Wow. That's a lot of money. So it's petering out. It's not going to hit the 600 probably. Also interesting to note that that number actually is more than the entire domestic run of every other film on that list. So far. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yep. Yeah, uh, Rebels 2 is crushing it. Combined, I should say. Combined. Combined. Combined, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just that good. I guess also, so. also, that's just domestic. That's not international. That's not like, international. Yeah. yeah. So those are your, that's your box office um, upcoming this weekend. 
Your big movie is Mission Impossible Fallout, the fifth in the Mission Impossible, sixth in the Mission Impossible series. Uh, see. Let's see. So it was one, two, three. One, two, then three. Then Ghost Protocol Rogue Nation. Nation. So six. So six. So yep, your sixth. Tom Cruise uh, blows stuff up and Tom, dudes. Tom Cruise movie. doing his own stunts movie. So yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout, not that Fallout, is out this weekend. Yes, yes. not 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 the. Uh, Howard Fallout. This isn't a Mission Impossible movie uh, that's in the Fallout universe, although that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. This uh, is a continuation of the last couple ones. Uh, yeah. Also in the theaters, although I feel like in a much more limited capacity, um, something for the kids out there. Teen Titans Go to the Movies, a feature-length adaptation of the Teen Titans Go Cartoon Network show. You would think that'd be a limited release, but no. It's not? No, that is a wide release. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- say what you want to say about Teen Titans Go. It's uh, kind of a different kind of thing. It's yeah, not... whether you like the original Teen yeah. Titans cartoon or the Teen Titans Go reboot that they did, or maybe a new version coming up in yeah. this podcast we'll talk whatever about. Whatever variety, whatever flavor <laughs> of Teen Titans you like. It's, it's something. I don't know. Go see it if you have kids that like it. I saw, um, I actually watched a couple, ended up watching a couple episodes of Two Titans Go. They're fine. They're fine. It's fine. It, it doesn't it's, deserve the rag that it gets. No, it's but, not bad. Some of the jokes yeah. are funny. Yeah. I will give it that. There's some good joke writing in that mm-hmm. show. But man, is that thing overwhelming. It, it just feels like, just like you're being like dog piled with gags. It is. And it's a little much. It's everything being a... It's it's more attacking the audience with its over the topness yes. than it's anything else. Yeah, it's a lot. But hey, it's probably perfect for those 14, 15 year olds in your life. So I don't know. Check sure. it out. Sure, let's if go with that. Teenager. Alright, so is that Mission Possible going to Yeah, Mission Possible is your number one. There's no argument about that. There's right. no way that it's not. Uh, people like these movies. Yep, it's Tom so, Cruise, it's Henry Cavill. Yep. Henry Cavill's mustache. Henry Cavill's Jerk ass attitude. Yep. All Henry of it. Cavill popping a <laughs> pocket. <laughs> popping a pocket out of nowhere. Yep, that's that's the deal. Alright. Um, so yeah, we'll put this at number one, safely eighty million. That sounds I, about I put right. That. 75, 80 million. Check there. it. Check it next week. Check it next week. Alright. Alright, moving so, on. Let's uh, uh, get to some news. Let's get to some movie news. Our first story is the big movie story that was not related to Comic-Con this Even week. Even though it did happen during Comic-Con. But it happened during Comic-Con and caused waves amongst the internet. Mm-hmm. We're, of course, talking about James Gunn's unceremonial uh, exit from Disney. So, let's... A 21 gun salute. Or something. Or execution. Or firing execution. squad. More like it. So... If you did not hear uh, the follow-up after, after this, you may not know that James Gunn is no longer working with Disney and will no longer be the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as previously planned. Although he was not announced as Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Everybody kind of figured. Director, everyone figured he would be. All So far, all he did was, one, make two films. Well, first of all, he made <laughs> two films that each grossed over $500 million. Yeah. And then he turned in the script. For Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then this news broke out roughly like two weeks after he turned in that script, which kind of puts a wrench into all those plans of, yeah. hey, I'm going to be a director who makes a trilogy in the MCU. Suck it, Joss Whedon. 
Nope, nope, not no. gonna happen. Well, so you're probably wondering why. Well, if you I am wondering uh, why are aware of uh, of James Gunn, he kind of came up in the horror movie scene, the, the independent horror movie scene over Blumhouse. Uh, no, 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 trauma. The other guys, trauma, trauma films. So he this was before Blumhouse. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so yeah, he's kind of an interesting guy. His history is uh, kind of. Uh, more akin to the independent scene and some more like, you know, horror movie racy kind of stuff. He was into some weird stuff. And so his tweets from I mean, 10 years ago. I mean, you just have to watch his film yeah. Slither to know that he's right. into some weird stuff. He's into some weird stuff. Hell, watch Super right. that he's into with some weird stuff. So needless to say, uh, in the past, before he was a huge blockbuster movie director, he put some stuff on social media that wasn't that great. Specifically, he made some jokes on Twitter that involved some uh, sexual assault jokes, some pedophile jokes. You know, not great family-friendly stuff that you would be associating with the Disney brand. Right, but this was also 10 years ago in a different time. He was also responding to some different critics at the time as well. So, uh, fast forward to about 2012, some scuttlebutt came out about these things, and he decided to get in front of it and actually yes. issued a public apology for it, yeah, saying I believe, that he changed and that that was behind it. I believe this came out right when like they announced that he was going to be the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. And so he based, so he did. He came out, he went out, did his whole social media tour. He already purged all his uh, tweets about it as well, uh, has because Disney and Marvel... Yeah. Um, so it's this should have all been wiped under the rug. It's so, all been just gone away, you know, because he did do two films with them already. How, you know? Yeah. They, they did their their homework. Right. It's also important to note here that Disney hired him, knowing that these tweets were out in the open. Mm-hmm. This this was not like something they didn't know about. This was something they knew about that this was his persona. This was his public, you know, face. Right. And it was out in the open, no secrets. So, fast forward to this past week. So, uh, right-wing commentator Mike Cernovich decided to resurface tweets after James Gunn had already apologized years ago. Uh, he, I don't know exactly what capacity. I don't know if it was an article op-ed or something. But regardless, this guy uh, who has in the past uh, been responsible for kind of digging up, trying to dig up stuff on... Drudge, drudge up. Yeah, drudge up stuff on people he doesn't care for uh, from the past uh, to make them look bad. Um, But he is associated with a lot of far-right folks. Um, Well, he decided to drudge this back up. There was a PR nightmare for overnight for Disney. Disney had to do something. So Disney's reaction, unfortunately, was to completely uh, fire James Gunn from any any future work with the company. So you may be wondering, why did this come up now? Right? Right? And that's a good question, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's because um, one of uh, James Gunn's uh, friends, uh, recently uh, part of the quote-unquote liberal Hollywood media, <laughs> yeah. got into a Twitter war with someone from Fox News, and James Gunn went to defend him. Right. Yeah. Of uh, course. Yes. Um... As you do, because you're all your friends. Yeah. And this resulted in, as for mentioned, right-wing media elite to basically drudge this up and pull double standard on um, on Disney for Roseanne. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah uh, one thing to note about this, a lot of people uh, were 
of course, mad about this. A lot of people like James Gunn, like their, his work, mm-hmm. like his current work with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yep. And he seems like an upright guy. It seems like he's atoned for his past. He isn't making those jokes anymore. And he did publicly apologize. But a lot of people were very quick to, to say, as you kind of just kind of pseudo-mentioned, mm-hmm. that it does kind of present as a double standard, especially if you see it from the perspective of the right wing. Right. You see people on the left very clearly like shouting out people who are making offensive jokes, especially on Twitter, and trying to get them removed from their positions as a result. One person on my Twitter, though, uh, post that I follow uh, posted something that I feel like is very uh, incredibly salient point here. Is that there is a big difference between what people on the left are doing here and what people like this, where the Cernovich guy is, do, on the, uh, is doing. And the key difference is, one is seeing people who are doing things right now that are offensive, posting things currently that should that are inappropriate for for their position, and also running something prominent and trying to get them removed from their current positions. Right. This, on the other hand, is going back into someone's past, a past that they've publicly apologized for, mm-hmm. and trying to get them fired for what they're doing now because of that. There's a bit of a difference there. Now... There's about a 10-year difference there? Yeah, about a 10-year difference. But I do want to say, I'm a little still on the fence about it. Like, I still think that, yeah, I mean, a public apology, apology is fine. I just, I don't know how much I feel about, like, are we 100% sure that this is not who this person still is? Like, do we know? Like, for I like what I've seen of James Gunn's stuff. I'm not here to say that I don't, like, I'm not on board with him or if he's a good guy. But I also don't believe that we should be too quick to say, oh, no, he's a saint now either. I think it's important to see, like, to, to balance the kind of two sides and have a conversation about what it is to be on social media at all and like what is the importance of 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 making sure that you're using it correctly and using it intelligently while you're a public figure because there was an article a couple weeks ago um that was really interesting i forget what website posted i think it was the verge but it was basically somebody was talking about like how at this point in 2018 everyone is a public figure Mm-hmm. Like it was about basically this woman who was on a plane or something. And there was a picture of her that was posted to social media, and people started attacking her. She doesn't even have a social media account, and basically it was saying that even people who do not ha- choose to put themselves on the internet now are public figures, and this can happen to literally anyone. And so yeah, it's 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 a crazy world to live in where like anything, literally anything you can say, whether it was ten years ago or three seconds ago, can be found. And used against you potentially, it's scary. It is. It's really scary. But yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation. Nonetheless, I think it's 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 good that it's happening now. I think that this, of course, is a really bad example. Like I said, because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I personally hope. Uh, looks like there's. Uh, you mentioned here that there is a, a petition right now that has about two hundred thousand signatures. That is to get Disney to rehire James Gunn. Whether or not that succeeds, you know, usually these petition things don't go through. Right. But it means that Disney hopefully sees the outcry here, and maybe in the future, I don't know about James Gunn, I don't think they'll rehire him. But I do think that they will consider in the future what the sources are dredging up this material yeah. and whether or not to treat it as credible or not. Yeah, sum it all up, Disney got played. They did. Disney got played hard by the right wing. 
Um, but like if said, you're in PR, though, and if there's a fire, you want right, to put, put it out immediately. Yeah. So it's like, stuff like it, that. It's what you do. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's also something that you have to get in front of as a big corporation, especially when you're dealing with Marvel, arguably one of your current biggest uh, properties okay. that you own. I was scrolling down to your video game news to see if you had something, but it kind of does remember, remind me of that story uh, that was all around last week about the uh, the journalist that got fired from ArenaNet. No, I don't uh, But it was a very similar kind of thing, where she went off against a fan that was having an argument with her about on Twitter about some sort of game design element. Uh, the people in charge of ArenaNet basically overnight fired her. No, okay. And it was very, very quick, without any sort of, like, conversation had with conversation, the employee Conversation, diligence, all. anything like that. Yeah, not at all. And so it's like, it's stuff like that is happening now more and more, where mm-hmm. where employees are not getting the time to defend themselves. Uh, but yeah, it, it's all connected. It's a weird time to live and work, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, Disney should have been smarter uh, about how they, they went about this, for sure. Yeah, I think more of a suspension, let this thing blow over, and then announce it, and people will be, like, cheering. Yeah. Rather than just immediate firing. Yeah. Alright. But we digress. Moving on. We need to move on because we got Comic-Con to yeah, talk about. Yeah, actual Comic-Con news Last to talk weekend about. in San Diego, the International Comic-Con, the San Diego one, the most famous, the most big. Yeah, when you say Comic-Con, this is what you think of. This is the one. This is the one to Comic-Con to rule all Comic-Cons. Well, it happened. Uh, so, here's the big giant list of what happened. First up, for the mo- be, be advised, this is for movies. Yes, we will have TV first. later in TV yes, news. We'll get there uh, for movies. Um, so first up, DC and their universe uh, premiered new trailers for Shazam. Boom, Shazam, Shazam, and Aquas uh, and Aquaman. We knew those two were coming. They yep. showed screenshots before it. Uh, Empire did the big spread on Aquaman. Yep. Uh, so we knew this. These were coming. Both look good. Um, Shazam's taking more comedic take on the whole superhero <laughs> aspect, a la Deadpool, whereas Aquaman, it's Aquaman, there's a lot it's of CGI. Yeah. You can't do that movie without CGI, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it looks good. I mean, you know, superheroes, get excited. Yep, get DC. excited. Uh, next up. So some Jason Momoa for girls to drool over. Jason Momoa, people love Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa's abs. That's true. Or his arms. He I they like. All of the above, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Warner Tats. Brothers. While we're talking about Warner, Warner Brothers has also premiered trailers for Alita Battle Angel. That is the anime adaptation that was criticized when the trailer came out with those giant eyes. Yep. Yeah. So they're still giant. Still sucks. But still directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Yep. Still by Lightstorm. Uh, and also uh, Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters, which actually looks pretty rad. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you remember uh, like four or five years ago when Godzilla first premiered yeah. at Comic-Con and all you had was the Halo jump? Right. Of uh, them jumping into the, uh, the guys going to the city with the red smoke. Right. And then Godzilla. I got the same kind of chills. But in a different format. It wasn't as simple. Yeah. It was, but it did show a lot more monsters in this, which is what I wanted to see. A lot more of the uh, predominant kaijus that Godzilla is known to fighting. And it's definitely a bigger film. It's which Mothra is what you want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, 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 so is Goruda. Yeah. And the uh, triple-headed. But yeah. yes. Uh, what you want. I survived Comic-Con 2018 from afar. Also, Aquaman, 
Hearts. <laughs> hearts. Hearts. Hearts for all. So hearts for all. But yeah, man. Godzilla is uh, the new Godzilla trailer. Godzilla King of the Monsters is probably the best trailer to come out of Comic Con. Yep. And lastly, uh, in for Warner, a uh, new trailer for uh, the upcoming in what two weeks? Uh, uh, Harry Potter Universe: Crimes of Grindelwald. That no, that's November. To... That's November. I, I want to say so. I don't think it's August. I, think I thought it was November. coming soon. Uh, yeah, that is the uh, uh, Johnny Depp helm, the sequel to. No, no, that's Eddie Redmayne helm. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, that is Jude Law. Alright. You know, Both those characters get more prominence than Johnny Depp. Yeah, but they're making the biggest deal out of Johnny Depp, unfortunately. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, no, they are. Disney is yeah. with the promotion. No, no, no. Uh, uh, sorry. I keep thinking Disney for some reason. Yeah. Because of Cause Disney fun. owns everything. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, Warner's <laughs> making a big deal about Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, that that's your sequel to uh, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts Beast and... Where they where the, where they are? Yeah, so it's weird. The first book, the first movie is called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. The second book, uh, the second film, Beasts. the Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Just, it's just sense. the Fantastic Beasts yeah. trilogy. Fantastic Beasts, they're yep. in there somewhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know what that is. Uh, if you want to see that, you'll see. Yep. It Harry sure. Potter magic, or wizard magic, I guess. Uh, moving on to some smaller companies here and some smaller things. So uh, Funimation, the anime. Uh, localization company yes. premiered their trailer for Dragon Ball Super colon Broly, which I guess is a feature. Yes, uh, this was the feature we were talking about how they were going to do a how Kira Toriyama was going to do a new right um, Dragon Ball Z film. Yeah. Pulled all pulled all the people to uh, dedicate to this yes. one film. Everyone thought it would be a new Super Saiyan. Turns out it's, it's just a Broly, Broly uh, which funny enough, Broly was only a quick concept sketch before it was turned into a film by Akira Toriyama. So, for the three Broly films that are out there, he had no involvement in, into them other than here's what I think he would look like. Yeah. So this is him actually making a film dedicated to it and animation looks great. Uh, I'm excited for this one because out in August as we previously announced and cool. excited. Alright. Speaking of animation, uh, uh, show, Marvel showed off some Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which is yes. the animated crossover <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Right, this is the multi-Spider-Man uh, animated right. film by Sony Animation. Well, three new names have been added to the cast. So, get this. Nicolas Cage yes. will be in the move at movie as Spider-Man Noir. Noir. A Noir Spider-Man. Yes, a black and white yes. super moody Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, Shamik Moore will be... Uh, oh, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's uh, right. Kimiki, Kimiko, Kimiko Glenn yes. will be Penny Parker. Yes, that's the world where Peter Parker was a girl. Okay. So it's Penny Parker. Penny, I get it. Yes. <laughs> My favorite of these announcements. John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Yes. Is Spider-Ham a pig? Yes. So is Spider Ham different from Spider Pig? I, from, I was about to from, say that. Yes, so from the Simpsons. So from the Simpsons movie, yes. which everyone is yes. pulling this from, Spider Pig. Spider Pig. That is not Spider Ham. What, what we're referring to is Spider Ham is a different. Spider Ham is an actually one-off Spider-Man <laughs> uh, comic book pig. where a pig got bit by a radioactive spider and turned into Spider Spider Ham. I'm excited for that. I want. I just want to see John Mulaney talk at, is, out of the pig's. Head. Yeah. It just sounds hilarious. It does. I want to see that so bad. And uh, now we get to the, the casting we knew about. Shamik Moore will be Miles Morales, Jake Johnson as Peter Parker. Yes. And Haley Steinfeld, because she's in everything, as Spider-Gwen. Yes. 
that's I I understand is from the universe where Gwen, what's her name, is Gwen Stacy. Yeah, is Spider Man. Yes, Gwen Stacy gets bit instead of Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Par- uh, Spider Man is from Spider Man, and Miles Morales from Spider Man. Spider Man is Peter Parker gets bit, yeah. and um. Miles Morales is the more recent, more recent iteration when they yeah. rebooted it as a someone from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So yeah, yeah. well, uh, technically Peter Parker is from Brooklyn, but you know, more like more recent Brooklyn, not like sixties Brooklyn. So there you go. Those are your movie news from uh, from uh, Comic Con. Yes, Spider Man movie sounds confusing. Small, it is. It is. So moving on to other uh, uh, movie news that happened this week. First up, oh, we're at a Comic Con. What? We're at a Comic Con. Yeah, we're at a Comic Con for now. We'll be back in movie or in TV, but for now. Yes, that's I think yes. everything that was. Uh, moving on yes. to other movie news outside of Comic Con. Tell me, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Do you? How do you feel about cats? I, I'm a dog person. I mean the musical cats. Uh-huh. Oh. The musical cats. Um, I don't know. Jog my memory. It's got cats in it. Uh, th- no, other memory. Uh, <laughs> it's got memories in it. <laughs> memories. memories. Only in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Memories. Anyways, uh, The Musical Cats, uh, one of the most long, uh, long-running shows in Broadway history. Back here at the Hound here, the fourth. Yes. Uh, thank you for that little fun fact. Fun is fact. getting a theatrical release, a movie adaptation. Again? Uh, this will be directed by none other than uh, Tom Hooper, who was the director of the Les Miserables uh, film adaptation. Yeah, where, where they filmed on set. Yes. Uh, starring. Yes. John. Uh, not, uh, uh, huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Russell's Crows. Russell's Crows. Yes. And of course, Academy Award winning uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, yes, Anne Hath- yes. Hathaway, who comes on for ten minutes and then and wins walks the away with her Oscar. Hey, she deserved it, I think. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is set to star some crazy stars. This is going to star. Get this. Taylor frickin' Swift. She's back making movies? Taylor Swift will be in a star as Bombalarina. Uh, Jennifer Hudson will be Grizabella. Ian McKellen as Old Deuteronomy. And James Corden as some other character. Not listed here. So, um, are we excited for Cats the musical? I'm not sure, but I think this means we get Jennifer Hudson singing Memory. Yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Nice uh, plug there. Uh, uh, yeah, that could be okay, right? I think, yeah, I think Grizabella sings Memory. I don't know a lot about Cats, to be I, honest. I, yeah. I think the only time I ever saw it was I think they were doing a version of it on PBS probably 10, 15 years ago. But I can't tell you anything about it. I don't know a lot about Cats. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's some star power there. So that would be pretty interesting when that comes out. Yeah. Uh, this is Android Lloyd Webber, right? Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, yes, Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, uh, wrote to Cats. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's, that's all right. Huge hit. So. We'll see what happens. Moving on to our last story in film, our uh, our uh, continuing, continuing. Uh, following the story about the uh, Fox Entertainment assets. Uh, so the newest news about this: Comcast has dropped. Uh, their pursuit completely. Uh, they will no longer be uh, uh, purchasing the 21st Century Fox assets, and they're ending their bidding, bidding war, thusly, with Disney. Uh, however, they are still in the running to acquire Britain's Sky Network, which is 39% owned by the same Fox. 
Disney currently is at an offer of 71 billion cash stock options, while Comcast only went up to 65 in, all, in an all-cash offer. Disney expected to lay off 2,300 Fox employees and 1,700 of their own should the merger go through. While most of the layoffs will be in HR and legal, you know, crossover. Yeah, crossover. You can't really double. Uh, but there will be some top executives that will merge. They'll be merged, and others let go. This is yeah. that happens every time. It's kind of the, uh, the right. Uh, it's either, the you, you, you automatically whenever you merge, you automatically double up. So you don't need it. That being said, this is not necessarily confirmed that this is happening quite yet. No, it has to go through a few more layers of legal stuff before it's finalized. So we'll let you know when that happens. Right. But this does mean that essentially for three months of mysterious spying power, yeah. uh, Fox was able to get an additional $20 million from Fox, from Disney out of this. I think that's roughly what they want with the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah 50, to, 50 to like 60. Or 50 to 70. Yup. Yep. All right. So I think... Uh, I don't want to say that Comcast that was like urged by Fox to do this, but it sure did sound like it. When sure they, like especially it. when they first like went after this, like, well, they dropped out. Why are they back into it? I think this was part of like a bidding war because you get more money out of it. For sure. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if that was what happened. This is just me spitballing here. I think you might be onto something there. It does sound kind of fishy. You want to play people against? It's it's like a bidding war. Right. Yeah. It's like any yeah. bidding war. Or you, you want to play against your, your suitors against each other, so that way you up the price. Right. I also think that this may have been Fox's dealing with, hey, we'll slide you over Sky. Like, you know, we'll make those a lot simpler if you help right. us over here. Yeah. You know, legal department yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it, smart. It's fishy. It's fishy, but it's smart. But, it's you smart know, business. this is yeah, just yeah. talking out the ass here. Yeah. You know, make, making, my, making my butt jealous. Of course. Alright, that ends movie news segment. Yes. Did you see any movies? I did see a film. Okay, what did you see? I saw Warrior again. Warrior! Oh, no, not The Warriors. No, no, no. no it's on um, Hulu. It's a sports movie about MMA fighter Tom Hardy um, and his dad, Nick Nolte, <laughs> training to win the Basically, Bellator MMA competition yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a nice premise. It's a great movie. I like it. Uh, it tears up in the end because... Uh, Manly Man Tears? Manly Man Tears because brothers. Yep. Brothers are involved in this thing. Yep. Uh, Joel Edgerton plays the brother. And they meet and fight. And Tom Hardy gets his arm ripped off, which is always nice to see. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been meaning to also watch I, Tonya Yeah. at some point. It'll happen. But no, I, I meant to also go see um, Three Identical Strangers, uh, which is playing at your limited release theater. It's currently got like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's this mystery about literally three boys who, while in college, find out that they are identical twins. Or triplets, I guess. Okay. But then... Mystery ensues as they try to figure out why this happened to them. Who would do such a thing? Blah, blah, blah. Mystery. Uh, documentary style. Uh, check it out. I've been meaning to check it out. It's been like the past two weeks at the, my local theater. I'm going to get to it eventually. Um, but in the meantime, I'm probably going to watch Mission Impossible this upcoming weekend. Because that's the big movie out. Yep, probably. 
Yeah. All right. Let's uh, then All right. Let's move go on to sports. To television, and we always start television with sports. And speaking of manly and man tears, the ESPY Awards happened on ABC. Oh my Courtesy gosh. of ESPN, and it's one of your favorite things every year because of how much. Well, one, it's about honoring sports, and two, yes, how many manly man tears are shed. Yes, a lot of manly man tears were shed. Congrats to the U.S. Women's National Hockey, hockey team. team for winning best team. Congrats to uh, Tyler for winning best play. <laughs> Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles, yes. Nick Foles for winning best play. And uh, congrats to... I don't know. You didn't ever, you never end up watching it, did you? Hey, you did so, You can spoil it, though. All right, I'm going to spoil it for you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, first off, um, congrats to uh, the women for winning the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Right. Award, Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. Yeah. The reason that this wasn't involved with one person, but rather a slew of women uh, in the gymnastics community who came out against right. the doctor... Yes. Uh, who uh, sexually assaulted these teenage girls while he was under their care um, is a big story. And when they were doing it, at first it's like, okay, they keep showing like the same like four, five girls telling the story. All right, so it's just going to be those four or five. No, no. They literally fill up the whole stage with women who came out against this guy. That's cool, yeah. And it's just... It's unfathomable because, like, while as you're watching the thing, the promo for it, it's like, okay, we get, like, okay, this is bad. I'm glad they spoke out. It's just these women. No. It's all. It's all the women. It's, it was awe-inspiring. It, I mean, they literally closed on the stove because it was that big. Yeah. Uh, Danica Patrick hosted uh, this thing and... Yeah, that, yeah. that's about. That's about. Um, she tried, but you know, you know, as with most hosts who don't do comedy, go three out of five work. Yeah, or three out of five jokes. Yeah, land. some of the jokes worked in the monologue, some didn't. It seems yeah. like she she just isn't a great host. Let's be honest. I think she's potentially has some acting ability yeah. uh, that she showed off in the little skits they did, uh, but the monologue, she I think she proved she is not a host. Right. She just doesn't have that charm that she needs. But yeah, definitely YouTube the uh, Arthur Ashe Award. Yeah. It was like mind blowing yeah. to say the least. It seemed like a cool thing for them to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, those are the ESPYS. Uh, they gave out a couple other awards. One was to oh, they gave out the Coach of the Year award to a non-professional coach. Okay. But rather the three coaches at the Parkland shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I thought that was really uh, nice. That, is, that was yeah, really cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the three coaches, uh, the athletic director, the football coach, and the cross-country coach uh, who sacrificed their lives during the Parkland shooting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, the Pat Tillman Award uh, for Marines uh, went to a uh, former Marine who started a relief right. fund. Yeah. Uh, and basically helped Marines, or people in the Army, people in the service. That's better said. Who in the service who come back and need to reintegrate into society by helping them rebuild, uh, literally not only rebuild their lives but rebuild other people's lives who have been lost in natural disasters. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was really nicely done. Overall, the ESPYs are a great show. You can always fast forward through the uh, skits and get to the, the important stuff. Or, you know, YouTube it. It's always fun. Manly Man Tears will be had. Manly Man Tears. All right. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, also in sports, NFL training camps are now open. Oh, yes. And players are starting to report. It's football time, guys. Just about. We are, this is literally the last week without football. It's here. It's finally here. Uh, I mention this because next Thursday, I'll mention this again next week, but next Thursday will be the Hall of Fame game. Uh, that will be August 1st, I think? 1st, 2nd. 2nd, 4th. Next Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. September. Yeah, so 2nd. Yeah, next Wednesday is the 1st. So, uh, so yeah, next Thursday, this August 2nd, will be the Hall of Fame game. Um, where they induct everyone to Canton and then they play a little scrimmage that doesn't count for anything so nobody gets hurt. <laughs> uh, which means your superstars will not will play one series and that was it. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, this and then we get to um, some exhibition games, some preseason. Oh, it's August already. It's oh. happening. Next week is August. It's August, guys. Get ready. All right, gear up. Gear up. Yes, football is here. Without football games. <laughs> but, you know, football is here. Soon. Soon. All right. Let's move on from sports into pseudo-sports with the WWE. Oh, they're athletes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're athletes. They're athletes. It's just it's still a super sport. Uh, the WWE is about to make history, though, on October 28th, as they've announced their first ever all-women pay-per-view event called Evolution. It will feature the women of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, and their UK subsidiary, as well as a couple of Hall of Famers. The announcement was made with WWE VP of Talent Triple H and WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon on Monday night. They said that you can expect to see the best of all their brands. That includes Ronda Rousey, That's right, now in the uh, WWE umbrella. Yes. Uh, Charlotte Flair, I guess related to Rick? Uh, daughter of Rick daughter Flair. Daughter of Rick. Okay. Yep. Alexa Bliss, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Not that Sasha Banks. Carmella, <laughs> Nia Jax, Asuka. Uh, all these people that I have no idea who they are. Plus, they'll you'll get to see Trish Stratus. Lita will be there. I don't know who that is either. And you're going to see some legends. So somebody who knows more about wrestling, you're probably a lot more uh, excited about those names than I am. Uh, a couple of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, Alicia Flair sure. are the two highlights there. I think you, you'd probably see Stephanie McMahon also getting in there as well. Uh, but yeah, this is exciting. It's an all-female uh, first time. Uh, there's actually been a campaign that's been going on for the past two years about the Divas, or the WWE Divas, yeah. to not only get their own highlights, but... Also, their own big fights during WrestleMania, and now because of that, uh, this past year with WrestleMania, their own show or their own uh, stage to get out there and perform. Uh, it's going to be big. It has to be big. This has to land, and I think they have the right people there who can make it happen. Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, that's all I got to say. This is going to be in October. So yeah, end of October. So Wrestling fans look forward to that at the end of the year. 
Next up, here is our big Comic Con drop for television. All right, so more Comic Con news. Uh, first up, uh, a follow up, I guess, of sorts to last week's story where people are inexplicably giving Joss Whedon work. Here's another one. Uh, he's involved in a reboot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because of course he is. He will be executive producer of it with writer Monica Awusu-Reen, who is apparently uh, has written for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she will be the showrunner. Uh, the reboot will have a black actress in the titular role. So, a brand so, new Buffy. Uh, black Buffy. Uh, when, when asked about why not bring back Sarah Michelle Gellar and company. Uh, they basically said, we like to move it in a new direction and keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. I don't see Joss Whedon having a big influence in this thing, mainly in name only, but you never know. He could put his hands in, into, into it. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that he wasn't involved, but what do you I think? know, I know you, your feelings. Yeah. Uh, moving on, somebody else who maybe hasn't had the, the greatest uh, 27, uh, like, last couple of years. George Takei uh, will also be making a sort of comeback. He'll be making a graphic novel about his childhood in internment camps titled They Called Us Enemy, and it will be released by IDW Publishing. Yes. For those of you that don't know, when George Takei was five years old, he was put in a, correct, yes. in, in, in internment camp. As with his family. With yes. his family. On American soil. This is during World War II. Yes, yeah, so during World War II, uh, yeah, as part of his history, he's been very vocal about it. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of that an adaptation of that work. Yes. Uh, no word on how many issues this is, but it will be graphic novelized yeah. uh, this coming fall. Now, next, um, a really positive story uh, that came out of uh, uh, Comic-Con. Sorry, that they can all be powerful. That involves nobody uh, who is uh, potentially problematic. Uh, in fact, it's great for uh, a Yet. very progressive um, uh, portrayal. So, Supergirl, the television series, is adding a new character. And it's the, their first ever on-screen trans superhero, uh, played by an actual trans actor. It happened, guys. Caitlyn Jenner? We did it. No. Oh. Nicole Maines uh, will be uh, starring as Nia Nal, uh, a.k.a. Dreamer, whose uh, power is uh, precognitive abilities. Uh, she can predict and prevent the deaths of her teammates. That's pretty cool. Yep. So uh, it doesn't say here when she premieres on the show, but I'm guessing next season. I assume next season. Sometime next season. Yes. All right. Um, is there, I, I don't remember if I put this, but is that more uh, DC news? Uh, no. No. Okay. So uh, we're going to sidetrack here from the news okay. and talk about Titans. Okay. So uh, also from DC, that's why I'm sidetracking here. Uh, Titans is the story we've been following about the new uh, DC right. Universe yeah. online streaming service, which finally got a price point of seven ninety nine a month, eight bucks a month. That's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> about, that's about right for it. Uh, they don't have a whole yeah. lot of content As that people are going to go for immediately, so got to put that low, got people in. Uh, but yeah, Titans premiered online, and people were shitting all over it. Like, very hard. I mean... They had Robin literally kill a guy. Blood was spewing everywhere. <laughs> um, they made Raven super emo and one dimensional. <laughs> they didn't even like. They showed Beast Boy in a scene, and that was it. Oh boy! And people are just like wondering what the hell this is, and literal debates on is 
is gritty too gritty? Yeah. And are we have we had enough of it? I mean, yeah, that's kind of been the, the critique about all the DC Universe stuff in the last like few years, right? Yeah. Is like it why is golf. it so dark? Well, well, they got rid of Smallville and it started briefly with Arrow being a little darker than normal, but then they started to go with Gotham, and that was super dark. And now this, which is basically very much a blackened set. Yeah. Uh, everything's pretty much at night. Uh, so yeah, it's weird. It's uh, dark. Also, people on the internet were complaining about Starfire being played by a black actress, even though Starfire <laughs> is an orange alien. Right? Who cares? Who cares? At that point, right? It's yeah. Like, it's, yeah, that's frustrating. Internet. Internet's gonna internet. Yes, internet's gonna internet. People are gonna complain. It's going to be. Uh, Oh, hopefully it's okay. I, this is one of the projects from DC that I want to work. I just don't know if it will anymore. Yeah. Just, just from the first trailer. I don't know if it will. They're, they're, very, they're steering hard into the greedy darkness. And it may not work in, as they want. But back on track to Comic-Con news. Back on track to Comic-Con news. Sorry, I was watching those people fall into mattresses. I know. It's hypnotizing. Uh, moving on. Uh, also at Comic Con, we learned about a, the return of Star Wars Clone Wars. So this was a surprise by everyone. Yeah, big surprise. So as you might have known, after the Disney buyout of the Star Wars franchise, the storied Cartoon Network Clone Wars series had, was ended. Um, out of no, or I believe it started on Cartoon Network, ended up on Disney XD yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, no, started on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Then it went to Netflix for oh, eight, right, for right. a Netflix. one or two seasons, and then ended in 2014. But yeah, it notably got canned when Disney announced that they were replacing it with the Star Wars Rebels series, which had some carryover characters from that universe. Yes, carryover characters, but yeah. most importantly, it, the whole team was carried over because right, the art style visualization was pretty much the same. But at Comic-Con, they announced that the original Clone Wars will return uh, with a limited run of it episodes that will tie up loose ends and will premiere on the new Disney streaming service. Yeah, so if you want people to get to that streaming service, this is a great way to get to it. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so the fans of that show, and I know some personally, uh, uh, like my stepdad, uh, will be way into the fact that that show is being brought up. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, If you ask people going to Comic-Con if they thought this was going to happen, they would say, no way, you're joking, ha-ha, good one. But no, this is real. Yep. This is happening. And we all know this will happen, this will premiere in 2019 when the streaming service comes out. Still yet to be named, still yet to be price point. Yep. yep. But already got a lot of excitement towards it. Sure does. All right. Uh, wrapping up the Comic-Con news for television, our last couple of stories involve Cartoon Network. First of all, Steven Universe fans were surprised with a brand new episode that was shown at the con. Thankfully, uh, Cartoon Network put it up also on their app and on-demand services the day after, so that way everybody could see it. It was a big episode, uh, lore-wise. So yeah. they've been doing a lot of those lately, and this was another one. Yeah, they just got done with a big lore drop, and yeah. now they do a, one of the hugest reveals in the series. Yes, but most importantly, this is set up for the other thing they announced for the franchise, which was a film 
a movie, a feature-length uh, televised. It will not be theatrical, okay. as I had. Uh, it was originally uh, reported to be theatrical. They took that back and okay. said, no, no it's just a it movie will be lane. a Cartoon Network film like they did with the, uh, with the, like they did with the uh, regular, regular show finale film. Right. That was just on the network. That's how they're approaching this. But it will, yes, a feature-length episode, I guess, of Steven Universe is in the works right now. No word quite yet on when it will premiere. Seeing as they, they said that this episode is a setup for the film, I would bet that this is a thing that premieres by the end of the year. I would think so. Yeah. Um, they just got, just basically wrapped up with season five, I want to say? Yeah. We're, 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 it looks like we're towards the end of season five as it stands right now. Uh uh, but yeah, a film could wrap everything up in a nice little, nice little package. It could uh, be fun because it could have a bunch of new songs in it. It uh, looks like one character uh, that is new to the franchise uh, will have a, a, uh, a very significant, uh, significant uh, uh, role in this. So that's exciting to look forward to. Right. So yeah, I'm thrilled. Now question, do you think this ends Steven Universe with the film? No. No. I don't think so. I think there's still more stories to tell? I think there's more. Uh, because I, I was reading an interview where they're talking about that they've had the ending on a document for, like, since the show began. Oh, so they know yeah, how it's going to end. They know how it's going to end. They've basically been slowly revealing things on that document as the show's okay. gone on. Yeah, they even posted, like, one of the writers was like, I'm going to post this uh, stuff that we've already covered on the show, just so you can see, with the stuff we haven't covered yet still blacked out. <laughs> and it was like, there was still a pretty large amount of stuff blacked out. Okay. So which means that not only do they have a way to the end, but we don't know a whole lot. Still. So there's still a whole lot more that yeah. they plan to get to. Exactly. And seeing how Steven Universe is one of their biggest properties right yeah. now. I think they will get to all of it. So I'm excited. Uh, but uh, one of their other properties was also featured. You don't have this written down, but I wanted to mention this because I thought it was cool. Uh, uh, the, the sister show of sorts to Steven Universe, OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes, also announced their own little special announcement. They will have a special crossover episode. Uh, that's right. You told me this. This crossover episode will be between not one, not two, not three, but four different Cartoon Network shows. Yeah. It will, of course, have the characters from OKKO. OK it will have Garnet from Steven Universe in it. It will have, uh, I believe, uh, Raven? From Teen Titans, not Teen, or from Teen Titans Let's Go, go. sorry, not the original Teen Titans. Right. From Teen Titans Go, and we'll have Ben Ten from Ben Ten. You know, from Ben off the air for a yeah. while now. So yeah, uh, it's uh, no word on exactly what these characters will be doing and uh, why they will be doing this with each other. But uh, the creator of the show, Ian Jones Cordy, uh, on Twitter was very quick to say that he wanted to do something like this since he started the show as an homage to back when Cartoon Network used to do crossovers of their shows all the time. Like you mean when, Hannah Barbera? Was... No, he specifically referenced more recent stuff than that. Uh, some stuff I missed out because I wasn't watching Cartoon Network at this time, but he specifically dropped a, I guess they did a crossover between uh, Kids Next Door and Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy at some point. Oh, they did? Yeah, apparently. He yeah. brought that up. I didn't know that was a thing, but people of a certain generation probably will re remember this. Uh, a little younger than us, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so he's he wanted to specifically uh, do something like that with his show, and so it's neat. I think it's neat. I love crossovers, especially when they're done well. I like OKKO, so yes. I'm excited to see yes, where this goes. Aren't they also in like their second season only? They are only in their second season, right? Uh, and they're already doing a crossover. Episode. They're already in a crossover. Well, consider all the crazy stuff they did in their first season, and it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
at the show, there's no rules about that show, and that's why I love it so much. Yeah, that's a crazy show. It's a crazy show, but it's great. All right, uh, that is it for the television Comic Con drop. I think that is everything for Comic Con drop, or at least everything uh, big that was announced. Yeah. Uh, if I'm missing something, please leave us a comment. Tell us what we missed. Please do. Moving on. Moving on. Um, our last story is not a great one either. Uh, t- speaking of people who probably shouldn't be getting jobs, their jobs back as soon as this. Uh, You're missing one. Remember Chris Hardwick? You're missing one. I am. You're missing one. I am. You are. Okay. Before we get to Chris Hardwick. One, let's do this one and then end on, on the other story. All right, so... Not Chris Hardwick, but no, Ajit like Pai. No, like I said, let's do this one, and then that? end with the other story. All right, so let's, uh, let's get this over with. Let's talk about this. Uh, so yeah, speaking of people who shouldn't get their jobs back as soon as they have, uh, Chris Hardwick uh, is going to be back on AMC. Yeah. After the internal investigation into allegations by actress and ex-girlfriend Chloe Dijkstra of sexual assault and emotional abuse, Hardwick will unfortunately return as host of Talking Dead with a, uh, when the post-show returns on August 12th. In case you were wondering what happened in the meantime, event Nicole Brown had taken over the moderating of several panels for Hardwick at Comic-Con. And uh, uh, she will still host the August 5th Walking Dead Season 9 preview, preview special and will be a guest on that August 12th premiere of Talking Dead when Hardwick returns the chair. A return date for the weekly talk show, Talking with Chris Hardwick, has not yet been determined as the series would not be due to return until next summer. The quote from the network is, Following a comprehensive assessment by AMC, working with Ivy Kagan Bierman of the firm Loeb & Loeb, who has considerable experience in this area, Chris Hardwick will return to AMC as the host of Talking Dead and Talking with Chris Hardwick. Quote, we take these matters very seriously, given the information available to us after a very careful review. I want to highlight and bold and italicize those words. Uh, after a very careful review? Yes. Inclu- uh, no. The given the information available to us oh. part. Uh, including interviews with numerous individuals, we believe returning Chris to work is the appropriate step. They don't mention who was interviewed. They don't mention the individuals there. Uh, and they don't infor- in- mention the information found. Uh, obviously, that stuff is not public, and I get that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I uh, follow this. I don't know if I agree. Uh, I'm not AMC. I'm not in a position of power at that network. I just think it's a little shaky ground. Uh, but and I think the guy still sucks. But you know what? Television is going to television. Yeah, but I also think that people are going to, unfortunately, blow this, over, blow this over, not care as much when it comes back on, and just be glad that he's back. That's or, yeah, I hope whatever. Not. I hope not. Uh, yeah, you hope not, sucks. but you know that's what's yeah. going to happen. This sucks. Um, you know you know that's just, it's I just going to be, TV's just going to be TV about this. I was just hoping that, I don't know, they would find somebody else to do that show. It's not hard to talk about a show. Well, it is. Other people could do it. I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about the talking, the walking, talking dead? Hell no. The walking dead. Oh no! But clearly, then Nicole Brown did. Just give her the show. Yeah. It should just be hers. All right. Moving on. Uh, then, and lastly, our last story is technically the darkest story on this list. Yes. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Dark, but this one could be worse. Yes. As, as much groaning as Matt has done yeah. so far. The FCC have maybe grown more. They have voted unanimously against this. Oh, sorry. 
this is actually good news. <laughs> you didn't even read it. I assumed it was bad because it involved our fun, fa- our fun family at the FCC and uh, uh, Sinclair. So this just proves to you that I do all the news stories and Matt doesn't. Yeah. I well, knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I knew, knew gonna that was going to... Well, then good. We get to end on a semi-happy story, which is always what I want to I do. I know. Uh, the FCC has voted unanimously against the Sinclair Tribune murder. Woo! And has sent the deal into deal purgatory. Technically, the commission adopted a hearing designation order that refers the merger to an administrative law judge where these deals usually don't survive. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So the FCC is basically taken it out of their hands and sent it to what is essentially a special court to determine uh, what if this murder should go through or not. Most likely if this happens... They will find something that says, no, we don't want this to go through because yeah. monopolies. This is probably a good This is a good thing uh, because, yeah, it looks like all signs point to this thing being dead in the water. Yes. Tribune, uh, Tribune will not meet, merge, which means that the Sinclair guys won't be able to expand their evil empire. Yes, and guess who was the most pissed about this happening? Hmm, who? Our president. Oh, I bet. That was the only reason I found out about this, because <laughs> our president was tweeting raving mad about this. Aye, aye, aye. Of course he was. Otherwise, I would not have... This story would have been yeah. swept under the rug, which I guess what they were hoping for. Probably. And probably still will happen. But, yeah. Uh, it's now, like, head news for us. Also, it's like... The brief, like, head story on deadline for, like, two hours. Yeah. Before, like, Comic-Con News searched back into the... Back into the news. But, yeah. uh, FCC will probably strike down. End up striking down that merger deal. Good news. What does this mean for Disney, though? Yes, we'll find out. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Even though we've had previously reported that Disney has already been talking with... With at least some of the... Yes, some of the uh, judiciary committees uh, for governmental agencies for for this merger. But hey, this may throw a wrench into those plans. All right, let's move on then. Out of new, that is done with. uh, We are done with television news. That's it for TV. But we move into cancellations and renewals on TV. First up, as you just heard, Star Wars: Clone Wars was back for a twelve-episode eighth season. On the un- currently unannounced Disney streaming service. Yes. So we'll have more info when that launches. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger will get a second season ahead of its first season on Freeform. Uh, it is currently in its first season. Yeah. I think it's only aired like two or three episodes. Okay. Maybe five. But yeah, uh, congratulations on the second season. Colony will get a uh, will not get a third season. Uh, or not will get that will not get a fourth season because it has been canceled after its third season. Boom. USA. Done. Man, the High Castle will get a fourth season on Amazon. I'm surprised that it's still running, considering that the premise is yeah. one based off a book, and two, they History. figured out what was going on yeah. in the end of the first ep- first season. Yeah, uh, Sci-Fi will uh, renew Winona Earp for a fourth season. Yellowstone will get a second season over at Paramount. So those are your cancellations yes. and renewals. Yes, uh, Yellowstone is the Kevin Costner. Yes, uh, I'm a rancher. He's a rancher. Uh, TV show. Moving on to deaths, we have a handful here. Uh, first up, not Tony Soprano, but Tony Sperano, uh, age 56, who was a football coach for the Cowboys, Raiders, and the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, most familiar for the Dolphins, more yeah. recently. Uh, yeah, Sperano, done. 
Yeah. Uh, that was a sad one. I heard. Yeah, it's a sad one. That's young. Yeah. 56? Yep. It's nothing. Uh, speaking of young, John Schnepp, age 51, an animator, filmmaker, and the voice actor, a voice actor for Metalocalypse, Space Ghost, and The Death of Superman. So. Uh, he was the director uh, for multiple episodes of Metalocalypse. Oh, that's And cool. then also for uh, the Death of... It's Death of Super... Er, sorry. Death of Superman Lives. Oh. The documentary about the Nicolas Cage Superman. Oh, got it. He's, okay. Yeah, he's a documentary filmmaker as well as a voice actor. That makes sense. So yeah, uh, he died. Okay. But that's a good film. If you guys want to check yeah. that out. Yeah. It's supposed to be directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. That sounds... that I, I should probably see that. Yeah. Death, I, that has always been a fascinating story. Yeah. Whole thing. Death, Death of Superman Lives is so a great crazy. documentary. Definitely check that out. So crazy. And uh, lastly, age 100, Shinobu Hashimoto, a screenwriter of such famous... Japanese films, such as The Seven Samurai and Rashomon. Yes. Uh, those two films are yeah. considered instant classics. Are they, yeah. are they in the... Uh, cri- no, not Criterion. I think because they're well, Japanese. Yes, but they, they are. But they are Criterion. You can get Criterion copies of those movies. Okay, yes, yeah, so you can. But yeah, I'm sure in lists of greatest movies of all times, those two movies will be pretty high. Yes. Uh, 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 Kurosawa? Uh, yeah, Kira Kira Kurosawa. Kurosawa, the director of those, of course. Uh, but yeah, they worked together. They were partners uh, 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 in uh, in film. And yeah, this guy wrote a lot of the, those uh, famous screenplays. So yes, if you want to know where Steven Spielberg and George Lucas <laughs> and all those guys place. like got a lot of their techniques, yeah, watch definitely. those films. Japanese masters, man. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating to look into. I recommend you watch The Seven Samurai at least, or Rashomon. Rashomon's interesting. Rashomon's interesting. That one's the one that started the whole. Uh, same story from different perspectives yeah. thing that a lot of other films have done mm-hmm. since. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it's the first one and it does it really well. So uh, check that out if that sounds cool to you. All right, let's move on. Uh, out of the uh, television cancellations and renewals and, and into, into music. music. We start with Time the for the Billboard. Billboard charts. Your Hot 100 list this week is topped again by Drake with In My Feelings. Ugh. Number and two is Drake. Number two is Drake. No. Drake back to back. No. No. Two is I like it by Cardi B. Oh. Uh, number three, Girls Like You by Rune Five. Ugh. Number four, Nice for Wet by Drake. And number five, Booed Up by LMA. Oh, but what? LMA. Booed Up by LMA. Wait, uh, boo? Booed Up. As in, like, this is my boo, my girl. Yeah, I got booed my up. Shoddy? I got booed up. Yeah. No. no? I, I I reject I your teen up. slang. Your. <laughs> Are you going no. to explain, explain teen slang to me? No. <laughs> All right, moving on to Billboard 200, uh, which is your album chart. Number one is still Scorpion by Drake. Of course it is. Number two, debuting at number two, Rolling Papers by Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, he is. Rolling Papers. Number three, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Still number up four, there. Question Mark by XXX Tentacoin. Tentacoin, Mr. Tentacoin. And number five, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. Do you think it's weird that Tentacoin has more hits now than he did when he was alive. I mean, it happens a lot. Yeah, but this is like going on a month now. Yeah, it's getting crazy. Yeah. Alright, that does it for the Billboard charts. What's on the list for this Friday? What am I going to listen to this with coming I don't know what you're going to listen to, but here are music that's coming out. Okay. Uh, First up, Boz Skaggs with Out of the Blue. Cody Jinks with Lifers. Daughtry! I think Cody Jinks is country or American Idol? I don't know. I don't know who Cody Jinks is. Daughtry with Cage to Rattle. Yes, that Daughtry. Daughtry album. 
Best D- defenseman in the league. Uh, no, D- that's Dowdy. D. Snyder with For the Love of Metal. Yes, that D. Snyder, Snyder. his sister. Face to Face with Hold Fast. Hailstorm with Vicious. Israel Nash with Lifted. Kenny Chesney with Songs for the Saints. There's one I'm listening to, that new Kenny Chesney album. Yeah. No Better with It Felt Like Glass. R.L. Grime with Void. Now, is that different from... That is Grimes, right? No, no. R.L. Grime is not Grimes. R.L. Grimes and are Grimes two are two different artists. artists. Those are two very different artists. Okay. In fact, don't get confused. <laughs> R.L. Grime is not dating Elon Musk. Okay. Scott Danborn... Danbaum? With Scott Danbaum, self-titled. Shadow Party with... Self-titled Shadow Party. And Tony Molina with Kill the Lights. All right. All right, moving, uh, movies, music news. Yeah, music news. Uh, a handful of weird stories. Yes. First up, uh, Vicky Cornell, uh, her, the, uh, the uh, widow, widow of Chris Cornell. Yes, the late Chris Cornell. Has commissioned sculptor Nick Maris to create a life-size bronze statue of him, of Chris Cornell, dog tack with uh, his signature boots, dog tack, and long locks. A statue will be erected in August 29th at Seattle's Museum of Pop Culture. The announcement comes on what would have been his 54th birthday. Yes. It's also the one. It also happens to be the one-year uh, anniversary of Chester Bennington's suicide. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, cool. Interesting. I'm kind of curious how they're going to do the wavy locks in <laughs> in uh, bronze. bronze. Yeah. Also, is this going to be outside? Because that thing's going to turn green immediately in Seattle. I hope it's inside. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, congratulations. I guess post- posthumously for statue. But, yeah, he's a big influence. Especially in uh, Seattle music, grunge music. Yep. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. Our next story is a sad one. Uh, everybody, um, um, get, get your, uh, um, I don't know, uh, Kleenex out, because, yeah, this is a tearjerker. Is it? Demi Lovato, uh, former Disney star, uh, current pop star, um, has had a complicated history of substance abuse. Former American Idol, uh, judge, I believe. Yeah, at some point, I want to say. Yeah, I think well, she was on was that she one. On the, no, no yeah, she, she was on The Voice. Was, I think she was American Idol. American Idol, or? Uh, one of them. But anyways, uh, yeah, she's had a history. If you know anything about Demi Lovato, you know that she has has a history with substance abuse, uh, which is related to a history of, uh, of um, depression and uh, mental disorders. She is not um, altogether uh, and hasn't been for a very long time. She's also very open about this as she's well. She's very open about it. A lot of her music has been written about the fact that she struggled with sobriety. She's written, in fact, a song called Sober, uh, which came out last month. Not to be confused with Pink's Sober. Yeah, very different. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, and she has always been very uh, upfront with interview uh, uh, with her interviews with talking about her relationship with both her mental health and her substance abuse history. But we had all thought she was fine. But uh, just on uh, the other morning, we found out that the singer was rushed to an L.A. hospital after suffering a heroin overdose. Uh, she was transported by ambulance from a home in the Hollywood Hills before being treated with Narcan, where paramedics found her unconscious. Jimmy's aunt, Carissa Dunn, posted that she is awake and responsive uh, following this. Uh, she has fought substance abuse for years, as I mentioned. She said she was six years sober from alcohol, cocaine, and Oxycontin. 
so this was I don't a see heroin on that big list. surprise that she had gone to uh, such extremes yeah. uh, in her personal time here. Uh, so, uh, of course, uh, we hope that Denny gets better. Um, substance uh, abuse is something that takes hold and it's very hard to let go. Uh, we hope that she gets the help that she needs in this uh, this dark time. All right. I got nothing to, you got nothing to say about this. No, I have words for Demi Lovato's like career and all that, but not here. It's it's yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's definitely rough. rough. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to someone who said it even rougher. Oof, yeah. You could say. Speaking of rough, L. R. Kelly, uh, who's been rough basically since he's existed, um, <laughs> he's the public guy. He just does not know how to handle himself. Uh, well, he's released a new song. His new song, I Admit, yeah, that's what you want to name your song if you're R. Kelly. I did it. Twi- no. <laughs> yeah, if I did, it's the if I did it of songs. I know. Uh, is a 20-minute long plea, which is not surprising considering this is the dude that gave us Trapped in the Closet. Yeah, but Trapped in the Closet uh, was, like, <laughs> episodic. Yeah. Also super long. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Partial Confession, in which he addresses the decades of suspicion and accusation that he is a sexual abuser who targets... Young black women and girls. But he is. He is. He tried to explain himself through him being illiterate and a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and how he has a lot of problems with his life, you know what I'm saying. He also goes over his canceled shows, his financial hardship, and his tainted legacy by calling out some of his haters, including John Legend, Tim, Tom Joyner, and journalist Jim DeRogatis, who has been per- re- reporting about the abuse since 2000. Yeah. 18 years this guy's been on R. Kelly's case. Yeah. And that's like since he came onto the scene, right? His response to allegations that he is imprisoning young women, where he asked the questions, what's the definition of a cult? What's the definition of a sex slave? Go to the dictionary, look it up, let me know. I'll be here waiting. All right, R. Kelly, I'm going to answer your question right here and right there. Uh, The definition is whatever the hell the girls that are your victims say. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, let's move on. If he wants the answer, look in the mirror. That's what it looks right. like. <laughs> Open much. your eyes. It's literally right in front of you. Yeah, so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, to be fair, he hasn't had the worst yet. Yeah. Uh, this whole year of people who are just terrible in music. Right, nope. This, the last story, is the big final story, this I is, hope. This has to be I the final. This, this has to be this it. This has to be the final because story it's that we've literally been, yes. the sentencing. Probably the most fascinating story about music from last year has yeah. followed into this year. Remember Fire Festival? Yeah. Well, the SEC announced that Fire Festival's uh, Billy McFarland and company have agreed to settle charges arising out of the fraud... For over $27.4 million from 100 investors involved. McFarland induced investors to entrust him by fraudulently inflating key operational financial metrics and success of his companies. uh, That was all legalese for he tricked people into giving him money. Yep. Basically by telling them how much money he was going to make. He used investor funds to bankroll a lavish lifestyle, including living in a Manhattan penthouse apartment, partying with celebrities, and traveling by private plane and chauffeured luxury cars. They settled without admitting or denying the charges. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's... usually happens when a settlement. That's why you do a settlement, so that way you don't have to admit wrongdoing. Right. But, you know, when you settle, it basically means, sure, sure. I did it. Yeah, but I whatever. don't want to fight for it. Let's give you the money anyway. 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, hopefully that's it. Uh, they, that that should be it. in a way. He had to give up all, a bunch of his money. Hopefully this means that we'll be seeing the last of this guy. Maybe? I, I would think so. Maybe he's got another scheme cooking. Look out for Billy McFarlane coming to a Fox show near you. Oh, no, that's Seth McFarlane. Never mind. <laughs> Ron McFarlane. Also, this is a Mark Farland. Uh, Mark Farland. Yes, Farland, not Farlane. Uh, but, yeah, this just... We'll find, this finally closes the chapter on what was Fire Festival. It's going to be an interesting footnote uh, in music history now, now that we have an actual conclusion to it. Uh, it doesn't go anywhere from here, but it's just something fun to talk about whenever people can talk about festivals. Like, oh, yeah. hope it doesn't end up like Fire, Fire Festival. Festival. Nothing else will. Nothing no, ever will. No, nothing ever will. Stupid. All right, that does it for music. Uh, did you listen to anything this weekend? Um, yes, I listened to some really old playlists. playlists. Yeah, we didn't listen to anything new. Um, oh, I mean, I did too, but it's super small. I won't really mention here. All right, All right let's move on then to yeah, video I, um, games. I'm trying to think if there are any new singles that I listened to, and I don't think so. I think so. Not this weekend. Well, because I mentioned a lot of stuff last week yeah. uh, with Magic Dragons and a couple other artists. Very right, cool. Yeah. Um, let's move on then. Move on. To video games... First up in video games, what are your new releases for this week? Well, it's a big week for Switch owners. You have a bunch of stuff heading towards you this week, including the Banner Saga 3 that will also be on PlayStation 4. Yes. Uh, if you missed Banner Saga 1 and Banner two. Saga 2, I hope they're out there somewhere. I have no idea. They're on there somewhere. <laughs> the Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2 will be coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch as well. No Man's Sky will get a uh, complete uh, patch on all its existing platforms and will also finally be released on the Xbox One. Yes. I think it has been a year or two Yes, for that game, uh, so years, time yeah. is up. Uh, but yeah, if you're somebody who has already owned it, though, you'll get a brand new free patch that will have a bunch of new features, including the long-promised multiplayer mode you're right. where you can team up with friends. It will also have uh, some other changes. I'm not sure. I can't rattle them all off for you now. But I think yes, there's also like a diary mode as well. There's a bunch of cool uh, new stuff. new stuff. So if you liked No Man's Sky, or if you wanted to check out No Man's Sky and never got a chance, this is the game that they promised in the beginning, it sounds like. There's mm -hmm. a lot of cool stuff that they've done to it. Since I'm going to jump back into it and try some next week, I might have to reinstall it. But, uh, uh, but besides that, yeah, it'll be cool to jump back in. I actually really like that game. It's a good relaxing game. Yes. I don't know you liked a lot. Yeah. You just turn on a podcast and then yeah, just, just zone out to, to it. 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 Alright. Uh, moving on. Our next story. Our first story in... Oh wait, sorry. That's not done with the new releases. So I didn't no. finish. Next up, Candle, colon, The Power of the Flame uh, <laughs> on Switch and PlayStation 4. I hope you play as a candle. I think you do. It'd be great. It, it's a 2D side scroll. That just reminds me, remember the uh, series of... Uh, 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 skits on Animaniacs with the candle that was always around uh, during yes. important events in American history. Yeah, I remember that. I hope you're that candle. Yeah. I'd play that game. Um, also, Train Sim World for PlayStation 4. Yeah, and it is. Hello Neighbor for Switch and PlayStation 4. Yes, uh, this is the Hello Neighbor that has been in Beta and Delta, whatever the release Delta? is. Delta? I think so. On What's Steam. a Delta? I say that because <laughs> it's been on Steam and has gotten like several like releases and patches and updates sure. over the past year. And this is finally the official game coming out complete. The complete official 
game. Like official, official. Yes, console, not only console game, but also like PC and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hello Neighbor. Uh, Hello Neighbor. It's creepy. It is a, one of those creepy games where you're like, am I sure am I playing this right? <laughs> yes, you are. It's it is that effed up. Weird. All right. Good to know. So check out Hello Neighbor. I it involves the devil. <laughs> Satan. Yeah, actual Satan. Actual, actual Satan. Satan. Real Satan. Game. Yeah. All right, let's move on to something uh, not about Satan. Uh, first up, Amazon is announced. Oh, so other Satan. Yeah, one of many Satans. <laughs> Amazon has announced a new uh, program that allows you to buy gaming PCs and PC components in monthly installments with no penalty to the buyer. There's now an option to purchase a $2,000 PC with five monthly payments of $400 rather than pay it all at once. Payment plans will apply to laptops, desktops, tablets, monitors, computer components, drives and storage, memory, networking, and computer and tablet accessories. The only downside is that the program is flexible and will withdraw the payments to the card attached. I'm sure as most of these kind of uh, payment plans are, they're probably based on credit. So if you uh, want or if you're interested in this, you might have to prove something. You would think that. Yeah. But no. No. Interesting. No. You just have to be a Prime member. Interesting. And a credit card attached to it. It has to be a credit card, no debit card. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's the only caveat. That's a, that is it catch. has to be a credit, an active credit card attached to your account. Yeah. Other than that, it is still limited items, but uh, it is big ticket items. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that anybody who has a credit card that can take a monthly $400 payment could probably also just afford to buy a $2,000 PC. Probably. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I'm not that person. But I'm sure that person is probably capable of both of those things. Yeah, but this is their way of skirting around that and yeah. basically allowing a wider option mm. for, for buyers. It sure has the illusion of affordability, but yeah. not actually in practice. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, would you rather pay $2,000 or $400? But it's not just $400. I know, it's $400. $400 for, for five months. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, All right. it is. Uh, let's move on. Our next story is about... Fighting games. So every year, the fighting community gets together for Evo. Yes, Evo 2018. The official registrant count for Evo 2018 is in. And for the first time since 2008, Street Fighter is not the number one game. And the first time in its history, the number one game is not by Capcom. Yes, this is important. This is news. This is Amazing. This is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yes. Yeah. That is the new leader's new. Sorry, I believe it's Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. Fighters. Is the new leader at 2,500 uh, 2, registrants, just about. And Street Fighter V came in second with just 2,421 registrants. So a new king of fighters. Heh. That's yeah, a fighting game. That's joke. a fighting game. Has been, has been, has been announced here. So yeah. Um, interesting stuff. People like that Dragon Ball game. Yeah. Um, people like it. I, we've yet to play it, but from everything that I've looked at, and especially yeah. with the fighting community that from I follow, from what I understand, they love it. From what I understand, if you want a game that has seven Gokus in it, this game has seven <laughs> Gokus in it. There's a lot of Gokus. For sure. It does. I know. <laughs> it's weird That's how you want to put it. How many Gokus do you need? This game has all of you, the Gokus. <laughs> Think and about it, Goku, this game has it. Not only that, but it's constantly being updated With as more well. Gokus. <laughs> I think they just announced another Goku. I am not kidding. 
This is not a bit. <laughs> they keep adding Goku's. All right. Um, next up, Nintendo um, has continued their long storied reputation of taking down ROM sites. If you're not familiar, ROMs are things that are games that play in emulators. They are the raw data that runs a game in an emulator on a, on a uh, PC or on a smartphone or something like that. Well, you have to get those ROMs somewhere, and ROM sites I lo or loveroms.com and loveretro.co have recently been filed a lawsuit against from Nintendo. Uh, they face millions of dollars of potential damages. As you might have guessed, it's because the games are copyrighted. Yes, they use the actual games. These aren't like reskins. No, they're actual game data. Yeah. Uh, they also, and this is a big no-no, they sell proprietary BIOS software. If you've ever messed around with emulators, you'll know that even the, like, the, 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 the less seedy emulators, the more common ones, the more popular ones, will require a BIOS to run. And what this means is, is it needs a identification number from the console that it originally had. And if it doesn't have that BIOS number, then you can't run the games because that's how the game company knows that you're running an official copy of its game. Mm -hmm. So the more seedier emulators will sell you a BIOS, basically a clone of the BIOS of the original system that runs without you having to own the actual system. So that's an extra no-no because at that point you're not only violating copyright for each of the games you're playing, you're also violating copyright of the very console that you're emulating. So it's, it's a big, big legal no-no. Uh, they also, of course, use trademark logos and characters in their marketing of these games. While some ROM sites have uh, maybe hobby project products, small things that are for friends. What? Blocking your face. I'm blocking my face? Yeah. Not, not from my perspective. Yeah, because now you're looking at it. <laughs> you only go up like this. <laughs> um, this doesn't play on podcast, but... <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no one's watching this. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway. Clearly not looking at your face either with the iPad in your blocking your view. Um, but yeah. Uh, some, some might be hobby projects, you know, like, oh, I'm going to host some stuff for my friends or for a small group of people who like this very niche game. But Nintendo says that's not the case for these sites. They say that apparently they these guys are uh, very big professional operations that actually make a profit from Nintendo's works. Right, so and that's where that's they have the problems. Yes. So, uh, with making a profit. So that's why they are requesting damages of $150,000 per infringing, um, I guess, property. Yes. And up to uh, $2 million for each trademark infringement. With over 140 copyrighted titles and 40 trademarks on record, the damages could total up to $100 million. Since the lawsuit, as you may have guessed, they just waved the right flag, and Love Retro and Love Rom sites have both been shut down. Yes. Uh, funny enough, those are not the sites that I used when I did this. Uh -huh. uh, but I expect that one to also go down eventually. Yeah, the, but that was yeah. also a free one. The only time I ever uh, uh, thought about emulation, mm -hmm. there was a time that I, want, I wanted to get into PlayStation 2 emulation. Oh. And I downloaded a PlayStation 2 emulator, and then it asked for the BIOS, and then I was like... I don't know what to do. And I Googled it. It was like, oh, yeah, there's some, here's some ways to get a BIOS clone. But we warn you that this is going to take you to some seedy places. Yeah. And I was like, all right, bail out. And so I just deleted everything and just bailed. Yeah, see, I never went to that extreme yeah. for emulations. The furthest I went to was for 
Game Boy and Game Boy Advance right. games. Those are easy. Stuff that you can easily yeah. do on a PC that you don't need an actual controller for. Those are easy to the point they're so easy that you can straight up get those on the on your smartphone by the Google Play Store. Oh, yeah. I'm not even kidding. There are just emulators up there all the time. Yep. For uh, Game Boy games. So if you want to play yeah. Game Boy games, you're covered. Yes. But just be careful where you're getting them from. Um, they also have a reputation of carrying viruses and trojans. So mm-hmm. make sure you know where you're getting your, your stuff from. Trust your sources. And yeah, maybe support the smaller people and not the giant companies that want to make some money. Like Nintendo. Just, just... <laughs> you know kidding. what I mean. I'm if you're going kidding. the illegal route, uh, just be smart about it. Yeah. Think if, about you, if you're going the illegal route, you better do your research of where you're actually getting your stuff from. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend it for like popular stuff. I do recommend it if it is a game that's very hard to find, and if it's a game that's been around for a long time and that has been inaccessible in a lot of ways. For example, if there was a game that came out only on the original Game Boy and you can't play it anywhere else, then sure, yeah. I mean, like that game. It's it's probably it's probably fine, and probably no one cares. Just don't go out and try to em- like try to get like I don't know Final Fantasy fifteen to run on your your PC or something. No, <laughs> see when I emulate, I it's been like strictly for Pokemon games. Yeah, Pokemon games or Pokemon. Uh, I it's what allowed me to play the originals uh, Gen two and then up to Emerald. Right, right, right. I think yeah, three. Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go like black and white past that because yeah. you needed like stylus to do that. And I was like, yes, is no. All right, yeah. let's move on then. So yeah, uh, it is what it is. If you're gonna emulate, emulate oh, smart. it did allow me to play uh, the Minish Cap though. Minish Cap's a great game. It is. I I have played that. I, I I own a copy of that, yeah. and I own a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> if you just want to play the Minish Cap, oh, no, you have it. a weird, a actual legal way of doing that. Oh no, I already finished that. All right, yeah, it's oh yeah, I have my three DS. I want to That's a good play game. that stuff too. Yeah. Anyways, all right, uh, moving on to our last story in video games this week. Let's drop in on Microsoft, see what they're doing. They're planning to attend Gamescom in Germany next month, and they're teasing the announcement of what? New hardware? Uh, this is going to put this under the big banner of rumor, and yes. sure you are. Well, this follows some weird comments that, of course, they made on the show floor at E3. They did say that their team was hard at work on working on whatever the next Xbox is. They didn't say what it was, and they didn't say when it was coming out, but they said they had a team that was looking into it. So, uh, they will be holding a live stream for, quote, new features, news, and an all-new Xbox hardware and accessories on August 21st. Probably won't be a new console, but rather maybe a new bundle for the Xbox One or a new accessory of some sort. Current rumor is that the Elite successor or controller similar to the customizable controller that was known as the Elite, maybe mm-hmm. announced here. I also might uh, posit another option here. Uh, I think that this would be a time for them to get into the streaming business. There has been a lot of talk yes, since E3 about Microsoft's comments in interviews around the show mm-hmm. and how they wanted to make sure this was around the same time that those VR quotes came out okay. about how they weren't going to do VR on Xbox VR. anymore. Apparently in the same talks they also said some stuff about how they did have teams working on looking into streaming streaming the ability to stream games. Okay. And since Sony is doing it too Microsoft might use this as an opportunity if they do have hardware that could basically just be a streaming box. This would be their time to do that. Well, let's see. I mean, Sony, when the PS4 came out, 
had a dedicated stream button, a share yeah. button. Uh, with Xbox, not so much, however... Well, they do that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is the Microsoft equivalent to PlayStation Now. Oh, PlayStation Streaming now. video games. Oh, streaming video games. Yes, that's what I'm talking about here. But is it X? I could imagine the pass. I can imagine no. Game Pass is not streaming. Game Pass is you download the individual games. The pass just gives you the ability to download them. Okay. No, they have currently speaking, Microsoft has no streaming uh, service like now on their service. This would be a time where they could either announce that just that, or what I'm saying, what I'm thinking that they're going to do a set top box. That is a streaming thing, and they'll do a Game Pass service for that, but do streaming instead of download. Okay. I could 100% see them doing something like that, and that now is a good time to do that. They could also be, it could also be their kind of set-top box. Microsoft doesn't have a set-top box like Amazon, Apple, Google, all of them do. Microsoft doesn't have an equivalent to that. Does it need it, though? I think it's a thing that they don't necessarily have a have a horse in. I mean, they could they could put a horse in that race in this way, put it, uh, put the Xbox branding on it, have it play into streaming um, current and past Xbox titles, and put like a ninety nine dollar price tag on that thing. That'll sell. Hundred bucks is I don't know. Hundred bucks seems like a lot. Okay, I'm just estimating. Here. Yeah, you're gonna pay for this top top box mm-hmm. plus the ability to access the streaming service. Right. Yeah, I mean, potentially, yeah, it would be a subscription service. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, I mean, put it $50 then? $50 box, $9, uh, $9.99 a month? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think this is a good opportunity. I could be way off, but this is just you based... Are. I think you are. <laughs> this is based on stuff that I've absorbed over the last few weeks. Uh, right. This is based on Scuttlebutt. I wouldn't be surprised if this is what they do. Or it could, yeah, it could just be a new version of the Elite Controller, and it could just be maybe a bundle for the Xbox One. Right, it could be a bundle, it could just be new hardware updates as well. It could be uh, emphasizing the, the frame rates, the HFR stuff. Uh, the, uh, the Elites, yeah. the, uh, the Scorpion updates. But we won't know until Gamescom next yep, week. Yep, we won't know until then, but until then... That's it for the Media Bow Podcast. Oh, We've we're done, done it. We're that's done. it for the video game segment, which means it's it for the show. Which means we get to wrap it up, and you get to plug us in. Let's plug in. Give me the Glade plug-in. Plug yep, our Glade plugins over here. All right. All right, if you enjoyed this Media Bow Podcast, guess what? You're right. a 17-year-old boy. No. Oh, you kind of cry. <laughs> yeah. If you enjoyed the Media Bow Podcast, we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We're here every Wednesday night at Media, Media Boat. Wow. We're every Wednesday night on YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is available via searching Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe and find us every week. We go live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific time if you want to check us out there. You can also find the audio version of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can find RSS feed-driven podcast stores. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. Leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us. Uh, helps people find the podcast. We currently have zero reviews, so any reviews help. Um, you can also find us on the internet at mediaboatpodcast.com. Our website is where we post posts about our site, 
about our podcast every week, as well as in the future, we'll be back into posting our thoughts about things. Oh yeah, you keep bugging me about that. <laughs> if we're curious, if you're curious at all about our thoughts about stuff that happened in 2017, you can catch up and read all our reviews there. We have an archive of all our thoughts from the past year, yes. so check that out if you want to see what we thought about things like Star Wars: The Last Jedi or or. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods or <laughs> or, um, or um, uh, Avengers Infinity War all that stuff and more yeah. is on there uh, yes some stuff from this year I guess I should say too yes. uh, is all there uh, and more is set to come if you want to find us on social media we're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast we're on Facebook just search MediaBoatPodcast and find our page you can find us also on Patreon.com where you can help us out with money you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out and make this content even better um, and make content exclusively for patrons that we don't even know what it is yet because we don't have patrons yet you be those patrons and yes. tell us what you want and we'll make it yes we're, no, let's, we're going to switch up the patron tiers just make it one tier we can figure something out yeah uh, but yeah uh, moving on uh, you can also uh, find us every once in a while streaming video games on twitch.tv slash media boat but uh, there hasn't been a game really to come out to warrant that Maybe the end of next month we'll be playing some Madden for you. I bet that'll happen. Yeah, that'll probably happen. That'll probably happen. All right, in the meantime, uh, that'll be it for uh, the Media Mode Podcast. Catch us next week for another proper edition. For now, we're gone. Yes, uh, we're done. We're going to have some Mission Impossible for you next week. We'll have some Kenny Chesney for you. Your mission, next week, if you choose to accept it, is to listen to the Media Mode Podcast. Yes, and hopefully <laughs> Disney, this Disney buyout will finally Maybe. happen. And we'll get some actual news about it. Hopefully. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. But in the meantime, thank you all for tuning in. Go ahead, check our archives for more episodes. Yep. Or, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, you can check out the next episode, right like right now. Or whenever. Or okay, whenever. bye. Okay, bye. Bye.